I took Al's point making time away, and then I ruined your spiffing. So we're everything's, <laughs> everything's coming up Millhouse, fellas. <laughs> Welcome, I'm Steve. And there we go. And that's me. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the superfluous splint setter. Splint setter? Is that right? Yes. There we go. I don't know. You said it. Uh, <laughs> I say a lot of things. <laughs> very true. Uh, gentlemen, how are we? How is everyone? Brett, how the devil are you and your hammers? I get to go first. I'm you so happy. Get to, you get to go first if Ali's drinking normally. Jesus, that's a big yawn. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So still out at the land of all trades, trademarked. <clears throat> we have been making all the things. I mean, we pretty much wake up every morning and then there's stuff to be done if we want to do it. And wakes up every morning because this is an actual farm and does morning chores and milks the goats and everything like that. And I try and figure out what the heck I'm going to do with the rest of the day. I did finish the little vice pony thing. I haven't really posted any photos about it except for a story, I think, on Instagram. But I made a little utility station a la a gentleman called Estes Forge and Fabricate that if anybody doesn't follow, you should. He really, uh, he's got it kind of figured out in terms of how to put a vice on a stand and then have like a little strike plate on the backside. And it's just good to move around the shop similar to what we did at gyms but i think the geometry and the weight and, and the height and everything like that is you mean it's not really badly balanced and doesn't fall over uh precisely and <laughs> we you know i ruined a little bit of history but not really because that mass-produced colombian vice that she had you can find those everywhere and i shouldn't in any way feel bad about chopping nine inches off the bottom of the leg so that we could set it at a height that works better for her. Turns out, after we installed it two nights ago, uh, we had our friend Josh Nava come over. He used to work with Ann. All of us were in the shop yesterday. It was a fantastic little go-around session with wood carving and blacksmithing and all kinds of things. And Josh was, oh my God, he's a complete natural on the forge. And he it really, really wanted is. He, dude, genuinely, what was shown in that little photo that I reposted or the little video I reposted, he didn't grind it very much yeah. at all it was really just to get the scale off of it so that we could look at everything and the colors he did a fantastic job and yeah like the wood carving was going whatever we've used that little post vice pony the vice pony tons just in the last 24 hours so getting and shop put together has felt really good uh i've done a bunch of filming i have a bunch of photos from the last few days that hopefully i'll be able to edit and post about various things and, and adventures that have been going on here we're getting fed far too well by Anne's mother who happens to be out here at the same time it's so like every day is wrought with wonderful home-cooked meals from just the sweetest lady on the planet I'm getting well spoiled while i'm out here but need to probably head back in the near future although it will be sad i think i'll be coming back i'm almost positive i'll be coming back there are things to be done here and i would love to help yeah no it looks like you've been having uh, a lot of fun out there um and yeah, that like I struggle to believe that that was Josh's first time at the Anvil. That was super impressive, mind-boggling. Um, Al, uh, what about you? What have you been up to? Do you want the good news or the bad news? Uh, bad news first. Um, the McCarthy failed its MLT. Boo! Oh, boo! Um, 
and it gets worse. <laughs> um, I had all these things in my head that was going to fail on, uh, um, but I took it in, and it didn't fail on any of those things. It failed Yay! on really trivial things. I was like, oh, that's nice. And they sounded like really easy fixes. Um, and then this morning, the garage just ran me up and we went, yeah, we've had another look. And you know what? It's so bad that we can't be bothered. <laughs> just come and pick it up. So I went to go pick it up today. Uh, and it's now back on my drive, uh, feeling sorry for itself. So I need to think of a, an alternative approach to <laughs> getting what, it back on the road. Was it? So when they said it's so bad, was that the the welding that needed? Just the welding, yeah. Oh. They were, well, I mean, I I understand where they're coming from. They're like, we we as a garage have decided to stop doing shitty jobs yeah. like this. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's just not worth it for That's us. Fair. I was like, fair enough. I'll find some farmer to do it. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no, wait, Jim. Oh, Jim. Yeah. Um, he's technically. It's fine. It's fine. It, it's it's doable. Um, and they said if I if I if I do the welding myself and I just bring it back, they'll do the rest and and we'll we'll fly through. So that's great. Nice. Um, on the plus side, uh, I managed this weekend to get out on the longboat on the canals and get half of my um, training certificate done for the longboats, um, which was a delight. Uh, it was glorious weather at the weekend, um, just cruising up and down the canals on a barge. Um, it was very peaceful, very twank- tranquil, um, and I now realise why it had been cancelled for the past couple of weeks because they showed me all the damage that had been done from the floods. Yes. Fuck me! So, <laughs> we thought it was like, oh, the river's a bit high, so we can't go on the canal. It's like, no, no, no! It would like completely washed away millions of pounds worth of like locks and like oh, no. total devastation of like. Did you see the the video of um, there was a, fuck what was it? It was like a, a platform um, that was being a flood defense thing in right. Leeds Nine and that three got quarters. washed down the um, uh, down the canal, and it like it went under Leeds train station as well. Yes, yeah. So so that is why I've not been. That's why it's been cancelled. So I totally yeah. understand. But got half that done. It was great. Um, so well on the way to that, and then we'll be able to take the scouts out on a barge, which will be fantastic. Hey, awesome! Good stuff, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, yeah, like it's that's shitty about the car, but yeah, yeah. I mean, what like absolute worst case? Could you just cut the panel out of another donor car and believe it, it or not, every single Suzuki Vitara <laughs> on planet Earth? Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's like the bottom of Land Rover doors. You just yeah. you just replace the yeah. whole door. You're just gonna get a new one. Um, but uh, but yeah, no. Uh, tap tap up Jim because you know he's he's all right at welding sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, nice. What have I been up to? You ask. Well, yeah. uh, not 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 a lot. Uh, just working lots. Um, <laughs> just busy as all hell. Yeah, yeah. It's been. I did actually get to go away. I I met up with a friend on. Saturday, Saturday, uh, I went to Hauser and Worth, the um, the art gallery, um, where I thought of Brett because he was talking about art galleries the other day, and I was like, ah, oh, Brett would enjoy this, um, and yeah, it was nice. It was really, it was, it was really good to kind of have the excuse to a step away from the fucking craziness that is this place at the moment, 
um but also go somewhere that's um that's not work or home or the gym and like experience some nice things and and kind of exercise those creative muscles as it were um but yeah just just to get to see what other other people are doing um had some nice food yeah it was it was a very pleasant day nice and then um this week we've been doing a bit more filming so we had uh, james wetlaw down and cooked some goat which was delicious the goat um, was good oh it's so good man and then today we've been over at gills uh filming so while brett's been feeding goats we've been eating goats yeah <laughs> pretty much um it's the full cycle because like i i'm not going to go into the whole spiel about why goat meat is good meat but it's good meat um because of the goat dairy industry and there's yes. a whole thing yeah morally and yeah. environmentally good exactly um but yeah that's kind of it like it, it has just been lots of busyness uh and prepping up for going out to america uh on thursday um but yeah one of the things that i i have been doing as well is lots and lots and lots of editing for the videos mm. um and getting kind of uh a little bit frustrated with the fact that there's just a few of the basics that i've i've kind of been missing and it's making my life uh more difficult because i didn't get those basics in the first place um which actually average joe of average joe's joinery no it's not average joe's joinery anymore is it it's just average joe now average joe's entertainment corp yeah average joe's empire um <laughs> But yeah, everyone's favourite person, I think, uh, Joe, um, was on the Makers Waffle podcast um, this week and uh, having a lovely chat and they talked about lots of things. And the thing that kind of struck a chord with me was he was talking about when he was on the um, the TV show. Murph, would you leave that bone alone? Jesus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, he was talking about when he was on the um, the TV show and the fact that Britain's um, best woodworker. That's the one. Um, and he was talking about when he was working on the bed and the doll's house. He got he he was fixated on the um, uh, like the the accoutrements and the, the kind of the, the fancy, acrylic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and like getting all the fancy stuff done rather yeah. than concentrating on the actual basics. Um, and he just got like hyper focused on it because he was like, "Oh no, I've done that. I've done those basics before. I know I can do that. That's fine." And then just completely losing track of time. Um, and I feel like it's it's something that everyone can be quite guilty of. Like I know that I've done it many times, especially when I'm like going off on like fun projects, as it were, um, rather than the work stuff. It's like, no, I want to go and do a fun thing, so I'm going to go and make something that I've never made before. But rather than trying to be sensible and go through the the basics and building up to it i'm just like no i'm just gonna go straight in and make the thing and then normally end up fouling it up um and yeah so i just thought it would be a an interesting kind of start point for a conversation um yeah go al so i i fall foul of this all the time believe it or not um and i reassure myself with the belief that the basics take care of themselves. Yeah. So it's like, it, it's, it's almost, it'll, it'll be something about procrastinating where you like, you, you justify it in your head that you can put it off and not, and not do it. 
because I love focusing on I love focusing yeah. on the accoutrements, right? It's like the best bit about a curry is all the dips and the the, yeah. the poppadoms and the little sauces. Um, same with a Sunday roast or a Christmas dinner. It's all the fucking around. You know, I take or leave the turkey. I'm not bothered. It's all the accoutrements, right? Yeah. Because they're what make life delicious, and, yeah. and they're 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 what add the flavour. Um, and even though in the past we've preached about like learning the basics and getting the basics right, and you know that's what's important. I love the opposite, yeah. and I love getting going down these rabbit holes of like faffing about with the tiniest little thing. Like um, any project, I'll start something easily get distracted but then become obsessed with the with the the yeah. the, the sidekick or the, th- the thing that i shouldn't be focused on but that yeah because that, that to me is where it, it, it becomes more interesting it becomes more niche it becomes less mainstream and obvious and i think i think that's what it is i think it's, it's the obviousness yeah so the turkey's obvious right but the really interesting sauce that you've never tried before yeah. You got some weird obscure recipe, or you, you you you're taking a little risk on it. That's where I get really excited, and that's where I love to spend most of my time is in the dips around. Yeah, I food I, analogy. I was gonna say mm. I I love the fact that you just went straight in with the food analogy there, and I could give you an analogy. I could give you an analogy. I could give you a video game analogy, right? Fuck the main. Oh, you um, do all the side quests. Yeah, fuck the main quest. I'm just gonna go off. In walking in this desert for seven hours and see what I can find. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love it. But I, I mean, think... oh, sorry, sorry, were you going to go, Steve? Let I go. Uh, I was actually going to jump in with the video game thing too because there's been a lot of little random discussions over the last few days. And uh, when Josh was here yesterday, there was a lot of uh, he's never blacksmith before, but we need to try and find a common ground and and what to um, what to discuss technique wise that makes mm-hmm. sense. And he actually carries a notepad with him and he was making little drawings and like writing little notes down because he was getting into the details of it. And as I was kind of explaining the basics, which I always find it helpful to, you know, practice and relearn the basis. So basics. So I was kind of starting to do one at the same time so he could visually see what I was trying to get him to do. And he never really got out into the weeds and started focusing on anything. But I did notice that he was the opposite of what I'm usually dealing with if I teach these beginner classes, which is everyone wants to know what the final thing looks like and then how to make theirs look as unique as possible so that seven people don't make the same J-hook or S-hook. Even though everyone's is going to look different, they all want to do something custom. That's why twisting, Steve, is always like the thing. Everybody wants to put some kind of twist in it. Josh didn't do that, and it was a first for me where not only did he follow all the instructions and do a bang up job but he was zero concern with any of the details and i think that's what actually helped him create what was basically a finished knife off the anvil and i was really impressed by how good of a job he did it blew my mind i was like you're the i think you're the first person out of the dozen times i've tried to do this that doesn't immediately run towards the details like he wanted to learn the basics focus so hard on the techniques and then achieve the goal what what is it what, what do we all want to be it's both we have... it's both we've we've had yeah. episodes where we've talked about the opposite and, yeah. and banged on about how important the the getting the details are but I, yeah 
I, I think it's I think I don't know if it's a, a luxury where we can choose which one we want to care about on a given yeah. day. The the point that uh, Joe was making is normally when he's working on a project, he's got enough time, like he's doing it on his own time, so he can take as long as he wants and he can really fuck around with the um the fancy details and the um the little exciting bits and go back and do the basics later. Whereas especially if you're under a time constraint, like if you fuck up those basics, then the all the like embellishments don't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um like you it, you know if if you're trying to make something and you yeah you you put the wrong fucking epoxy mixture together and you pour it over a load of stuff. It doesn't matter how fancy your bit of burl is or whatever, you pour that epoxy in and it's badly mixed up then you're going to end up with something that's just and doesn't set and doesn't work or has bubbles in it or yellows or whatever. So I think it's, it is a luxury when you have time to make it a luxury. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. totally. But I, I was, I was, I was just thinking when you were talking about the burr and the, the epoxy, I was thinking about like tables or slab mm. tables or whatever. Um, there's a million slab tables out there, right? Here's, here's a tree. Here's a slice of a tree. Put it on some legs. Yeah, and more often than not, the legs are an afterthought, mm-hmm. and they're just like I'm celebrating the slab, right? I'm just gonna put some hairpin legs on it. Shitty bought hairpin legs, right? Yeah. Um, but for me, the interest is the legs, right? I know that wood is beautiful. I know that slicing a tree into a slab is a, an amazing thing, right? Yeah, but it doesn't amaze me anymore because I've seen a million of them. Yeah, but if you turn around and go, let the slab worry about itself, right? you know, pour, pour proxy properly, whatever, you know, yeah. sand it, finish it, do whatever, do it, do that. But let's not worry about that. Yeah. Let's make some interesting fucking legs. You know, let's make Brett's um, stand for a yeah. fossil. Yeah. Because, because you know, a fossil is a fossil is a fossil, but an interesting fucking stand that I've never seen before is where the stories are. Yeah. So that's, that. that's what I want to see more of. Like, yeah, there's merit in getting the top bit right, but I think if it's about entertaining or teaching people something or learning new things, I'd rather you showed me the legs. Mm-hmm. Show me your legs. Show me a bit of leg, a bit of ankle. Well, I know it's something I haven't actually gotten to experience that much. I was lucky enough to be able to hang out in the forge there first two years, but Steve has very often been the one that's like, you've done all the repeated processes back when you yeah. were in more of the production mode uh, of forging rather than doing all the filming and editing now, what was it? Two, three years ago, we were talking about you making all the pigtails or the curlicues for the pokers. Yeah. And it was, would you do hundreds of those dozens? Uh, I mean, yeah, you do 150 tape. You do like nearly 300 tapers a day. Right. But this balance between you needing to for work like you needed to know the basics you needed to be able to repeat them have everything look the same from beginning to end but this sensibility where you guys have created whatever that first prototype is that you're like this is what we're aiming for you've thought about the legs in al's analogy you've thought about how this thing looks and what the function is and then it's the how do we make it aesthetically pleasing and then how do you make that hundreds of times? I, I feel like with what you do, or even with these slab tables that Al's talking about, it's the it's the mass production aspect where I care more about the legs now because I have seen hundreds, if not more, of slab tables with 
simple legs on them, you know? So like no one's thinking about the bells and whistles in a positive way. They're not actually developing that base model, the structure, the the real crucial moments, because most of the things are one-off. And I I put myself in that boat. Like most of the things I make are one-off. So I do get to maybe think about the bells and whistles and the accoutrements. But if I was to repeat and make more of the things that I did, I... I don't know if I could confirm that I've worked out all of the kinks with the the basics, the yeah. core structures and things. I mean, I think like it's interesting the the slab table analogy because if you've got that piece of wood and yeah, it, it's super easy to make that that look nice. And but I think what you're talking about is more of a, a design choice because if if you go actually yeah no fuck it, you know what yeah we've got a slab of wood but I want to make the legs really exciting then that's that's great and i'm all for it but if that's it's exciting but if that's at the cost of the work done to make the actual slab look good then that's what people are going to notice people are going to look at it and go well the fucking the slabs like half of it's sanded half of it's not half of it's burnt half of it's yellowed whatever um and i think that's kind of more my my takeaway from what joe was talking about is the fact that it's if you don't give those basics the the respect that they deserve then it's very easy to create something that doesn't matter how much how much extra you put into it it's, it's still it's, it's polishing a turd yeah and, and i absolutely don't mean that i don't mean belt like the sort of um smoke and mirrors you yeah know, like I, I i couldn't be bothered to get that bit right but look at the yeah look at, look at the sticker i stuck on it or look at the <laughs> shitty colored epoxy i poured into it yeah um it's 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 similar at work right like i i keep telling the team at work that i don't care about graphic design mm. like i'm not interested in them showing me graphic design like that's that's just a hygiene factor yeah like if you can't get that right you shouldn't be in the fucking building but what i'm interested in is the weird sound effect that you're going to add onto it yeah it's going to make it engaging and interesting there's a million graphic designers out there there's there's a, a billion touch points of distraction and stimulus for people out there so you showing me some nice graphic design is of no value at yeah. all in a world where everyone wants your attention all the time and everything's been done before yeah so that stuff is almost like irrelevant to me that you know get it, if you can't get a fucking slab right something is seriously wrong like it's already done for you yeah but, that, but that's kind of that's kind of what i mean though is the fact that there's a lot of people out there that that will it's it's that whole thing of like running before you can walk and going like oh uh, yeah well i've got i've because i've i've got a, a beautiful slab of wood that dandel's convinced to buy convinced me to buy like four years ago i've not done a thing with it because at the time i bought it and was like yeah i'm gonna do this and it's gonna look really great and all that i'm gonna and put then, it away in my garage yeah and all of a sudden i was like i don't know what the fuck i'm doing with this like yes i could make some really nice legs and and all of that but because that's what the original idea was is that i was going to do some forged legs for it but I got a fucking clue what to do with the wood. So that's why I was like, I need to practice more woodwork first. And as many of you, especially you two will know, I don't, I don't really practice woodwork because I don't enjoy it because it's stupid material. But like, it's, yeah, I think, I think that's, that's kind of the, the, the um, thing that I was coming from is I, I completely get, and I fully agree with what you're saying. Like if you're in that building, you should know graphic design like that shouldn't even be a question but 
I guess the, the, the question I'm trying to ask is how do you, um, especially within like the, the maker community where it is a lot of just going, I just want to try making that thing. At what point do you say, I know the basics I'm allowed, or I'm not allowed, but I feel comfortable um, expanding on that for whichever craft it is. Yeah. And so to answer that, like, I don't mean you, you, you've got this far, you should know what you're doing. Yeah. I, say, I say the same thing to students. So I say the same thing to graphic design students. Don't show me graphic design in your portfolio. Yeah. Like I'm not interested in it. Like it, it's, it's archaic. It's um, institutionalized. It's all been done before, mm. you know? So, so you showing me that is not going to get me excited. It's not going to show me that you can think differently or creatively or solve problems. It can just show me that you can just regurgitate. Yeah. And if we just want to create a society of people who are capable of regurgitating, I don't think we're going to get very far. And it's the same with making. Like, don't just show me the thing that I've already seen a million times before. Because, one, you're not going to be as good as the person who's the best at doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and, unless you're proving something to yourself or trying to be the best at something, and I think that's just a horrific goal, to be the best at something. Yeah. Because you're never going to be. And then where do you go from there? Um, I'd rather show, I'd rather you you be different at something or interesting at something or the first at something yeah, than the best at something. So I'd much rather see the fuck-ups on whatever the opposite of the basics is, the accoutrements. Yeah. I'd rather see you mess up the accoutrements than perfect the basics. Yeah. In any field. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I, cause you tried. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Um, otherwise Al wouldn't be making beautiful, bespoke, weird kitchen cutlery <laughs> out of black stainless steel, would he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. But then I think that's, that's kind of thing. Like with, with that, like that's because he has got the basics, you know, he knows how to, to do those techniques and spent fucking years honing those skills to be able to then go, actually now i can i can go off and i can explore it but what um, he brought to the table was parallel streams of thought and interesting techniques from other fields of yeah. metal metal working and th that's what makes it compelling to me mm. say the forge just continues growing and you guys need more staff i don't know how you handled the bringing on of the gentlemen that have joined you at this point if they're apprenticing or or this is for credit or something but similar to what al deals with in the design field or what i've dealt with in my past jobs do you have like a portfolio these guys show up and go i can make a fort great you're hired or like we've, how does that work we've had a lot of people that have turned up that have um come from some kind of formal training and i think this is possibly where a lot of my kind of um feelings about this sort of stuff come from um they've come they've had formal training and they've turned up with these beautiful wonderful amazing work pieces that you know they're really extravagant and gorgeous to look at and they're great uh, right okay here's six bits of uh eight mil round stock do six three inch tapers and that's that's basically it that's the first test if they pass that then they get given a uh, a center punch it's like right copy this and make a version of this um and the ones with the portfolios where it had loads of extravagant interesting stuff um a spent 
20 minutes just setting up and measuring out to make sure they had the exact right amount of steel and do this and that and that and that and took fucking ages just to make a single taper um or couldn't actually make a simple straight sided taper mm-hmm. um and that's i think that's where what i mean like especially with the basic stuff like it's just it's those simple bits that that are really important because if you can't do them yes you can hide them with fancy um scroll work and twists and things like that but the the core of it is is being able to do that um that basically it's it's like turning up to a graphic design place and saying that you can't I was, I was say that you can't spell, but you, you can get away with that because that's what spell. Nobody can spell. Yeah. Nobody can spell in graphic design, and nobody knows left from right. Yeah, it's, it's, as soon as I started saying it, I was like, nah, no, I know which. Like, I know what I'm talking about now. It's like, no, that's not going to work. Um, but like with the the people that turned up that either didn't have a portfolio at all, or whose portfolio was extremely simple, um, or sorry, small. Um, mm-hmm they they were the ones that paid more attention they uh you know those, those three inch tapers they knocked them out quickly and they understood that actually the task was not to create the perfect taper it was to do six tapers that were all roughly three inches and all looked about the same and to get them done in a sensible amount of time reasonable amount yeah maybe this is an argument for why avoiding the historical aspects of talking about damascus steel I'm always more intrigued by the form of the overall cutting implement. Once I started seeing people doing integrated bolsters, you know, where it's forged down and you can see the pattern swell into the bolster mm-hmm. and and pinch towards the tip, you're like, oh, if you if you know how the forging is done, I know that's been forged because the pattern follows the forge shape. So I'm appreciating that I can see the forging aspects in the pattern. But I could care less if you could make seagulls Couldn't. flying over a sunset on your Thank blade. You. <laughs> if you could care less, it implies that you care to a certain modicum. So. Yeah. Oh, and my God. It's okay. it's one of Thank the you. things that annoys me most about Americanization of, of sayings and phrases. It's like, no, that's just, just no. Um, me either. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I completely get what you mean. And in the uh, being able to see the process of something is... Um, as a as a craftsperson is interesting. I mean, weirdly enough, when when we were at the the art gallery the other day, we were talking about the fact that um, there were certain pieces of art that I, from a artistic point of view, I I couldn't appreciate. I I didn't um, I didn't enjoy them. I didn't they didn't speak to me in any way. But I could still appreciate the the craft that went into it. I could still appreciate the the materials that we used, the way that it was um, layered, the 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 medium that um was painted on top of and, and things like this and the way that they'd use the varnish to color the to wash the entire thing and it was i think that it's i i, I suppose really it depends on what you're looking for um and what the the viewer of whatever it is that you're creating is going to see because there is plenty of opportunity to say actually most of the people that are going to see this aren't going to care about the basics because they're not going to understand that that's not perfectly well sanded down and it's not it's not well done. Like they, they don't give a shit. So I'm just going to make something that that's got that wow factor that looks pretty. I mean, Damascus is a really good example. It's 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 getting to the point where it is so well known and so common that it's it's kind of losing the wow factor. But five ten years ago, if you ch- showed 
most people a Damascus style um, blade, they'd have lost their shit. They'd be like, holy crap, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Whether or not the fit and finish on the actual blade was any good. Um, whereas, let's say now, it's people are a little bit more um, not jaded. What's the fucking word I'm looking for? Uh, it's just oversaturated now. Yeah, yeah. People people aren't aren't impressed by it because it's it's commonplace. So more and more people are starting to look at the actual um the, the finish on the knife or the grind or the shape of it or the geometry or whatever um because you know those and th those are the things that to, to me would be the basics that's what i would want to get right above and beyond any um any exciting things like I'd, I'd want to make a really fucking good knife before i went ahead and made one with damascus because mm -hmm. i don't want a a distraction from I, I and by distraction i don't necessarily mean from a, a a viewer's point of view i mean from my own i don't want a distraction of uh, i've got to do this because the damascus is doing that like i want to look at it and go right this is super simple i just need to get the the blade shape like the outline right and then the next task is i just need to get the grind right and then the next one is i just need to get the handle right um and build on that get those basics um down and, and sorted and then go on to something where it's it's got the the ooh shiny factor yeah maybe you don't follow in my footsteps and forge like two items and then try and make a damascus knife for your friend that <laughs> is the weight of a meat cleaver in the rough shape of a chef's knife that is not but that's what's more all. important that's hey. more important to me than the, the than the the laminated steel aspect of it right yeah. if i were to take that and then go now i make these knives full production i'm great at it and then send one <laughs> to steve who is a blacksmith that works for a production blacksmith shop i would have exactly. expected a very strongly worded letter and probably a returned piece of steel <laughs> and you know like at the time and i think i've come to admit this a few times recently especially like having chatted with ann where um, I'm seeing this same pattern in people that are talking to me through the internet or new people that are finding me randomly will go, Oh my God, I think I'm going to try and make this. What do you think about forging this kind of thing? I'm like, Hey, I did that. Cause I got so excited. I ran yeah. for the bells and whistles. I wanted to come up with the most unique keychain, AKA the hook, you know, that I was doing I feel like so many of those projects early on were me just trying to chase whatever that unique thing was, but I didn't pay enough attention to the basics. I didn't actually sit myself down and make a hundred tapers that were the same. Yeah. Since then in three years time. And, and now that things do feel like they're getting a little bit more settled down in the desert. Like I warmed up almost every day that we've been over here that we start the forge. I warm up and make a hook. Or to make a, a nail. I had yeah. Anne make a nail for the end of the video on the shave horse thing. Or on the vice pony. It's named after a shave horse. Get it? So I had her make a nail. And she was like, oh, but I could make something else. I was like, man, I literally said that exact same thing when, yeah. when Alex Pohl asked me to make a nail. And then it took me 13 minutes and I still cocked it up. I'm becoming more and more aware of the importance of those those basics especially because i have someone like steve who is a friend of mine and i feel a bit responsible for my actions you know because like i have to answer to them with you on this podcast if i do something ridiculous you may bring it up in a in a 
not so tasteful fashion, but you are my buddy. And you'll be like, hey, don't do that. Yeah. But you were doing that at the beginning. You were the first person that talked to me about Hammer stuff. And I know I've mentioned that before, but I I took it and I ate the information and I still was like in that excited run for all the bells and whistles moment. Yeah. With Josh coming over here and doing the knife thing yesterday, I go, hey, just heads up. Like you made an S hook and he did a great job. But I was like, any other blacksmith, especially a teacher, would never let you jump to trying to make a knife. And it was just a little little carving knife, you know. I was like, I've actually been reprimanded for this before <laughs> by person unknown. But there's a reason for it. If he would have mucked up yesterday and done what is the typical job, like you made an yeah. S hook and now I'm giving you a knife. Turns out he's a talented guy and he yeah. and he did it. But nine times out of ten, yeah. that's not gonna happen. The people don't know enough to know why it went wrong. Why did it crack? Why is the shape not yeah. working out well? And I did that. So I'm my own example of having spent probably the better part of a year or two being too excited to try and make the unique thing, not focusing on what's really important and what will actually allow me to make better and more creative decisions in the future, knowing that the base is strong. Yeah. I mean, I think like that's the the way you finish that off is is a really good point because it's it's one of those things like it's there's nothing wrong with going actually I don't give a shit. I just want to do the bells and whistles and I just want to put glitter on everything. That's what you want. Fucking fine. Go for it. Um, but if you want to take it further, if you want to take the next step, if you want to like Brett is like, get to the point where you're, you're actually able to teach other people and get other people to make these fucking amazing things like then Yeah. You need to know the basics. And I think it's, it's, it's an interesting thing because you, I mean, Brett, you've said yourself, like you're you're not in it to be a full-time professional production smith. You're there to enjoy the craft, make things that you want to make and and have some fun with it and you know, make some some content and occasionally make some stuff that you feel comfortable selling. Um and it's interesting seeing you go from like say like two, three years ago being like, I'm going to make all the things. I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to do this other thing. And it's all going to be great. And I don't care. And it's bah. And then when it got to the point of, um, when was it? La last year, maybe the year before. And you were talking about um, things that you were going to make to sell. Um, and we had a conversation and you actually kind of went like, actually, you know what? I'm not sure I'm I'm ready for that yet. I, I think I need to put some more time into to learning those those basics and those skills and i think that's kind of where it well i guess that's kind of where it comes in and maybe that's why i look at it in the way that i do because i come from an environment where we are always making things to sell um so those basics have to be on point every time and but i think the best point that you made was the fact that let's like say it's getting those basics learned and getting them down and 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 right means that when you do go on to to do the fancier stuff it's much easier because you're not you're not having to think about the the basics at the same time as having to think about the the fancy glittery bells and whistles no no and <laughs> um, the more we talk about it the more i disagree kind of not disagree I'm, I'm i'm painting what the basics are in my head yeah. and 
I, I was thinking right back to your original sort of thought starter, Steve, which is Joe's Joe's accoutrements. And yeah. Joe, you know, for want of a better term, fucking about. That's the stuff that'll be remembered. Right? That's the story that Joe will have to tell. Yeah. That not that he cut out some plywood on a bandsaw. It's that he tried to bend some acrylic around a compound yeah. curve and failed on national television. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that that's that's the bit that has value to me. And and getting stuck in the sort of the the root of basics, I think is dangerous. Um yeah. and I don't think you do that, Steve, and I don't think the Forge does that. I think I think you guys are really progressive and um do things differently and, and experiment and you know think outside the box and to the point now you know just back to sort of my design environment i won't i'm I'm trying not to hire graphic designers anymore for graphic design roles yeah mm-hmm. because i don't want to see their portfolio i, I want to see i want to see back to your point the person who makes the the detailed delicate stuff and go hang on there's something really interesting there that i've not seen before yeah and I can teach you how to do it properly, but we'll not worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can I can teach you the basics. You can learn the basics. You can't learn ingenuity and originality. Yeah. That I think that's a fucking great way of putting it. And I think I think we're I don't think we're disagreeing because I think we're just looking at it from from different perspectives. No, we're not disagreeing. Um, I'm just right. <laughs> you're such a prick. Um but like I think the let's say that that ability because all the, all those basics can be learned yeah for any craft anything like the basics can be learned um, and it is that little spark of creativity that I think makes a big difference and it, whether that's um, like for any any kind of creative thing I think it's really important to have that um, little um, spark and to be able to. To kind of um what's the fucking word let it grow and like nurture let that's it, it. nurture I fucking knew you're gonna do that as well uh but yeah like nurture that little spark of of creativity and and grow that and that is gonna see you better and i think that's again that's why like when when brett was um first trying out and like going off and doing the the exciting <laughs> things like yeah that's fucking great because that's that meant that now he's like, actually, you know what? I have done that before and I'm not as excited about doing it again and just rushing into it. Like, I want to make sure that when I do it, I do it properly and not necessarily in a kind of like, I'm going to go back and I'm going to forge out 4,000 fucking tapers, but in a, I'm just going to make sure that I actually do know what I'm doing. I'm going to think about it a little bit before I go into this other big project and make sure that I, I'm not just going, ooh, shiny things. I, I think it takes a certain type of personality to be able to step back on that though. Like, yeah. especially if you get kind of enabled into that thing, which speaking of all of the projects that we've been talking about, whether it is the forge or the things that we see on social media, if people buy the stuff and continue purchasing, or this person just continue producing mediocre stuff with lots of accessories, they're never going to really want to stop. Like it, it feeds the ego of it too much and, pushes them forward 
maybe there's a certain degree of like i wasn't making enough stuff to sell or i wasn't immediately getting offered lots of money to make pirate swords that were failures and weighed 20 pounds i don't know i i was gonna bring up the fact that in art school i got knocked down a peg or two really quick because i came into it thinking that i was a pretty decent drawer and i i knew my way around the arts and that changed really quickly because i saw people that I considered more talented than myself. And then my second year uh, consisted of having two teachers that basically told me I was worthless and shouldn't be in the art world in that weird kind of like, we need to torture you to bring your creativity out. Yeah. But Carol Ann, my, my drawing teacher was the one that was just like, why you're, you're a good drawer. Like, you know how to draw the things that you're seeing. Why do you immediately draw like the darkest outlines that you can around this still life that we're drawing? A, a piece of fruit doesn't have an outline. Yeah, but like how else would you know where the edges are? She's like light and shadow and gradation and color. And maybe you don't use a ballpoint pen to try and draw <laughs> a life drawing class. <clears throat> and it took a few sessions in there, but like she was doing all that, all the crazy stuff that you'd expect a university art professor to do which is like now draw with your toes let your creative spirit take over she was just like you do not get to draw dark anymore so you're gonna gray out your page you know so it's like a big color wash with with your charcoal to get it to a mid-tone and then it was okay now move that aside and here's an eraser and you're only gonna erase light and only when you're done with that will i allow you to pick up the dark color again and she like she just nailed it yeah this this way of challenging me enough to say stop i am aware that you can draw the thing you you do know the basics the problem is you will be stuck in the basics forever and there will be nothing unique about your work there will be nothing that shows and proves that you know higher level techniques like the beautiful renaissance painters yeah. that we used to see where the light just seems to come off of a canvas that is a flat piece of art she was the one that did that to me and she knocked me down. And now in my own making world, I chased all that same stuff. I, I went through the exact same motions of like, I know how to make things. I've learned how to do a few things. I forged something on that little Vulcan anvil. And then it was like, I, I, I think Vulcan I learned, I think I learned how to harden steel. And even though I don't have a quench tank or a forge big enough, Hey Steve, what is it? What's it going to be like when I take this huge piece of spring steel and try and harden it, you know, and like <laughs> quench it and all this stuff. I burned it out. It weighs a ton. It's ridiculous. I had a lot of fun in the build. But this personality that I'm, I'm thinking of is like, I had a teacher and I was kind of responsible for my actions because there were grades being taken or being given, you know, and I had to pass these classes. If you're by yourself in your workshop and we're talking about making these tables with hairpins leg up, hairpin legs on them what do you have to do to, to remind yourself of the basics or how do you get someone to kind of stop themselves and not just continue running down that path of like i'll figure the basics out or i've got it down i'll, I'll keep moving forward it's not a big deal because yeah. clearly i know what i'm doing i mean th this is the kind of thing that we could go around in circles for fucking <laughs> hours on um because it's it's such a subjective thing i think because it depends on what your end goal is it's like uh, I was talking about it earlier on, like the fact that it's you know, he's not interested in the basics because they can be taught. He's interested in that little creative spark, which comes in those um, those little embellishments. 
um, we're looking for someone that can already do the basics because our our work is very. Simple. You ain't got time for that shit. <laughs> and uh, and like yeah, we we want to make sure that we've got someone that can consistently produce this thing over and over. Um, and and yeah, like like you say, like sometimes actually you don't give a shit because like Brett said, like if you're not selling it, if it's not a product, then it doesn't fucking matter. Like do whatever the fuck makes you happy. Um, and like fucking nourish that little creative spark, do whatever it takes. It's, I think they have a place and there are situations where it is really important to know the basics first. And there are other situations where actually it's almost beneficial if you don't know the basics because you're not going in with preconceived ideas and, and conceptions and stuff. Um, so basically, there is no fucking easy answer. It's all fucked up. And just, just do whatever. Just do do you. We'll do us. And that's that's all spiffing. We got an order. Yeah, it's spa. Spa, which means I am first, and I am going to go for the obvious choice. Uh, we've already been talking about him. Uh, obvious Joe. Obvious Joe. Um, yeah, for those of you that don't regularly listen to Maker's Waffle, um, I wouldn't listen to any other episode, but this one's got Joe on it, so it's worth a listen. Um, but yeah, like Joe is just... Like he's just the the fucking loveliest guy. He really is, and his content is really good. He's now obsessed with magenta, which I fucking love. Um, and he's just he's a really interesting person. He's got a really good view and outlook on things, and his content is is brilliant. And like there's there's so much. I mean, because he's been going, he's been doing this for thirty years, man and boy. Yeah. A fucking long time. Like there is reams of um, information in his videos. They're all entertaining. You'll you'll pick something up from pretty much every single one of them. Um, even when he's out doing woodworking, fucking Crocs, and it's just he's brilliant. Uh, so if you don't already follow Joe, go and give him some love and tell him that we sent you because he's ace and he deserves it. Um, bully bully him into doing some sort of. Uh, demo or talk at Maker Central because I think everyone will benefit from that. Is he? I thought he was already booked in to do one. Is he doing a talk? I, th- I mean, he is now. He better have be. Joe, just so you know, we're gonna message Nick and and sort it out. So you are actually doing a talk now, whether you want to or not. There we go. Uh, right, spa, which means Brett, you are next. I am actually going to spiff a tool. Or- mm. A company that makes tools and equipment. We have talked about them before because the Forge uses one, I think. Oh, yes. And I've been able to play around with ANDs over here, but I was reminded because I really didn't get a whole lot of time to work on the, the presses at Maker's Camp. And although Jimmy had a hydraulic press at his place, I really didn't get to use it all that much. Um, I really... Really never had the necessity for it, but I've been able to use Anne's Coal Ironworks press and 
practice things and, and learn and, and use some of the different dyes and stuff that she has. Um, also kind of doing teamwork on it, you know, because I can't hold all the things at once, whatever. It's just such a cool machine. And like yeah. they absolutely serve a purpose. Uh, based on this conversation that we're having for this episode, I have a lot of basics to learn. Like I know it squishes and I know you can form and do all kinds of things. And I have played with a few different presses in my, my time as a blacksmith, but I don't know. I got a lot to learn on them and it just seems like there's a lot of possibilities of how you can utilize these machines, not only for blacksmithing, but there has got to be a multitude of other uses for these things. I know Jimmy pressed the license plates with it and you can, you know, press a piece of leather and put a stamp in it and do all these. But there's, I think this is one of those machines that not everybody can get. They do have their tabletop versions, which I know a few people that have them uh, look maybe a little bit more affordable, especially for a small shop, but they're great guys. The, the two main guys, I get to meet them at makers camp and they're fantastic people. They really care about the maker community. I think we will end up just seeing more and more of their presence um, based on some conversations that we had, like they're getting a little bit more keen on the idea of uh, not maybe not just bladesmiths all the time, but maybe not just the typical uh, smiths that we see using them and expanding outwards. So cool machine. I know I don't have one and I'll, I'll go back and probably miss it a lot, but good products, good people that work in the company. If yeah. for any reason you would be interested in any of their big equipment i think they're a good company yeah no i i think that's a good shout they um the actual machines themselves are fucking brilliant um the yeah every every person that i've spoken to that has had anything to do with uh the people involved with the company has had nothing but good things to say um and yeah incredibly versatile tool um so yeah good good shout uh Al, you have to spiff someone now. Yes, um, and I would like to spiff uh, an Instagram account, which is kind of a, um, I don't know what the, the term is, like where it's just somebody that curates other people's things. Yeah. Uh, and it's called Curator. How I, yeah, Trend Hunter. Um, it's called How I See Dat World. All one word. That is in D-A-T. Dat, dat D-A-T. How I see that is that such word. a good account. That is such a good it's account. fucking great. Yes. And what I like about it, it's not about how good you are at animation. It's about how interesting and creative the animation is. And the stories that you're telling and the content and the weirdness and the bonkersness of it all. Um, so they're kind of, they've they've just skipped the whole, do you know the basic step? Because I kind of think it's a given. <laughs> um, if you're able to animate something, you know the basics of animation. Um, but then the question is, where do you go from there? Uh, yeah. And as a result, every single post is different. Every single, you know, there's no, it, it doesn't succumb to trends and styles. You know, there's not 500 epoxy river tables on there. It's every single post is something interesting and unique. And I'm always taken aback and blown away by it. Um, the, the stand on dual banana buggy bike thing. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yes. It's all great from sort of cute indie, like 
video games to really, you know, incredibly fully rendered alien worlds. Um, mm-hmm. If you're into animation or sort of 3D graphics of any kind, go check it out. Um, it's a little bit CGI heavy for my tastes. I'm a little bit more stop frame animation and mm. Jim Parkin, um, mm-hmm. but it's still incredible nonetheless. Yeah. This is the but see this is one of the um celebrating the weird because they know the basics. Yes. The majority of the CG stuff is people coming up with new techniques for things like fluid dynamics, exactly. fabric movement, reflectivity, all of these things that are overused but no one's really quite figured out how to make a flag really blow in the wind like a flag because it's it's just done doing procedural coding and stuff in all of these animations. So as somebody that had, I, I had a little bit of experience, you know, and got my little time in the animation world. I look at this account and it just boggles my brain yep. how some of these things are able to be created and look, whether or not they look realistic is kind of besides the point. It's just the, the achieved goal of like creating these little moments of, but if, you, if you've seen if you've seen any of the sort of early behind the scenes stuff at Pixar, this is mm. what it was like. Yeah, yeah. it was just yes. going mental and bonkers, and it was all really, really weird and rabbit holes of just you know hair dynamics and crazy stretchiness and physics yeah. and stuff. Um, and I think that that is really is where the interesting stuff comes from and where the learnings come from. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I, don't if, if, I don't know if you've got to the Walter White yet, Steve. It's just Walter White's eye. And it's just incredible. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I have to throw this in there, but it's the... I think this is the kind of weird account where people are like, what maker accounts do you follow? I'm like, this is one of them yeah. because technically everybody makes on here. And even though they're not working in steel fabrication, there are things that come out of this, accounts like this, that feed into my... How do totally. I want to visually represent something that's a reflective surface yeah steve do we mirror polish a piece of stainless so that in actuality wherever that thing exists it will reflect the environment around it so it won't mm. look like steel anymore it'll look like whatever the hell it's surrounded by throw that little variable in there and you start thinking about your work a little bit different so i will i will put people to task on that exact point brett if you're listening to this go and look at that account and see if there's something you can take from one or several of those posts that are relevant to what you do because i totally agree with brett yeah. i look at i look at some of the weird physics and the weird dynamics and the crazy shapes and the alien life forms and i'm i can see things in there that are relevant to what i'm doing because yeah. it, it's all based in real world mechanics and you know material flexibility and stuff like that so it's it, yeah. it, 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 can, well, it can be really interesting it goes back to what brett was saying the other day about um like going to the art gallery to to mm. get inspiration. Like you don't have to get inspiration from someone that's doing exactly the same thing as you. You can get inspiration from someone that's doing something completely different that you can then form a link to. And I think that's where to tie it back into what we were talking about. Like that's where knowing your basics comes in because that means you can look at something and you can go, "Fuck! If I do this, then I could do that, and then I could replicate it in the thing that I'm doing." And yeah, I think that's a great shout. Um, Good call out. Yeah, really nice. Um, and yeah, I think more people should go and look at stuff that isn't anything to do with what they do, but it's just really cool, fun, creative stuff. Like that blog that you said about the other day that I've forgotten the name of and didn't bookmark because I'm a fucking idiot. Um, but it was a really fun, interesting, creative. <laughs> you can see on Twitch. 
but yeah, basically, everyone should always listen to all of Al's spiffs because I never do until about six months later, and then he has a go at me about it. No, until um, you tell you you recommend it to me. I, say, <laughs> I mean, the thing that I told you to. <laughs> That's only happened like 15, 20 times. Any other business from either of y'all? Yeah, go and listen to this week's Clamp Cast because uh, Bob from Alex makes the fun it. Oh, he's, nice. He's got a nice voice. Good shout. Uh, there was something else I was going to say as well. Um, right, right, you right, think right. about it later. Yeah. 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 It's gone. Um, but yeah, uh, that's it. So if you want to find us, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Is that Al's Hack Shack in Dwarfish? Or, or some form of Elvish. If you can find us as a group, Fools of Tools uh, or FWT Podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it. So until next week, go out and do whatever the fuck you want to do because we've just talked for like an hour and a half. Uh, we love you. Bye. Bye.